losing money in the stock market roller coaster? Frustrated with the government taxing you into oblivion? Worried about inflation? How do you prepare for so many financial uncertainties? Welcome to the show that will help you develop your game plan. The Financial Quarterback with Josh Jelinski. Josh is a noted financial advisor and president of the Jelinski Advisory Group. And he's here to answer your questions. Call into the show at 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. Now let's kick off your financial future. Here's Josh Jelinski. Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback here. In these uncertain financial times, it is imperative that you guard your financial future. If you call within the next three minutes, we will offer our complimentary bear market survival guide, which will detail steps to help your plan to potentially survive the COVID-19 crisis. The bear market survival guide will cover how you might still be able to retire amid a volatile economic climate. We will throw in our complimentary 27-point ultimate game plan for retirement. Call us at 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-5674 for your bear market survival guide. Call Josh Jelinski, host of the popular financial quarterback radio program, 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-JOSH. It's always on your mind. Retirement, whether you're 55 or 35. Not everyone wants to work forever, and most would like a comfortable retirement. You may already have a plan, but is it the right one? Josh Jelinski, host of the popular Financial Quarterback radio program, is ready to guide you towards financial freedom. He challenges the ways your parents and grandparents saved money with fresh strategies, which are exactly what you need to navigate today's volatile economic climate. Josh's new book, Retirement Reality Check, is available to order on Amazon. It's an easy read that guides you through his system for securing your financial freedom, including tax-saving strategies, understanding the right investment mix, and more. Order now. Retirement Reality Check. Call Josh at 888-988-JOSH. Let Josh help you map out your retirement using fresh strategies. Call 888-988-5674. That's 888-988-5674. Hi, everybody. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, and we have Bob Carlson on talking about retirement tips and what to do with your money. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Josh. How are you? It's great to have you on again talking about your book, Where's My Money? So what uh, what new things are you learning about retirement strategies for 2021? Well, there's, uh, you know, there's going to be a report from the trustees of Social Security in a couple months telling how badly the uh, this recession has hurt the retirement trust fund. Uh, last year, when they issued their report before the pandemic, they estimated the trust fund would run out of money in 2034. And a series of uh, other uh, forecasters have said it's probably going to run out of money two to four years earlier than that. So it's going to be very interesting to see when this report is issued in the next couple of months what the official forecast from Social Security is about how soon that trust fund is going to run out of money. And I think when that report comes out, it's going to grab a lot of people's attention and get them more seriously thinking about retirement than they had in the past. And even people who are uh, already retired and already receiving Social Security are going to start wondering how that's going to affect their retirement going forward. And we have a book, uh, your book to give away, Where Is My Money? Fresh Out for 2021. 
And we have three hard copies available for the first three of you who schedule and keep your no obligation review. Hey, Bob, first question. Are you on Clubhouse yet? I am not. Are you? We got, we, yeah, we got to do a Clubhouse. Uh, if you can get an invite, I don't know how you get I would give you an invite, but I don't have one <laughs> to give. <laughs> I'll look in. But if your friends invite you join, we can set up some retirement strategies rooms. It's uh, it's the place to be. Now, Bob is known as America's number one retirement expert, editor of the popular Retirement Watch newsletter and website. So what are some social security strategies? And folks, this is one of the leading social security experts in the country talking about ways you can get your money. Um, so Bob, what, what are some tips to social security uh, that, that our listeners can learn? And also folks, if you have a question, call us now, 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-JOSH for the free review and the book. Or if you want to get on right now with Bob, call us 800-321-0710. If you have any question for Bob Carlson, Mark Skousen called him the world's number one retirement expert, uh, which is uh, crazy. So uh, go ahead. Well, the uh, a couple of years ago, a financial services firm called United Capital did a report in which they got real data from uh, a, a group of uh, older people, and they looked at their Social Security strategies and compared it with what actually happened to them, and they found out only about 4% of Americans do the right thing with their Social Security benefits. Uh, most don't spend a lot of time analyzing it. They just uh, decide, well, I'm going to stop working, so I'm going to claim benefits, or I reached age 62, I'm eligible to get benefits, so I'm going to get them. And they don't look at the long-term consequences. And for most people, the best move is to delay receiving those benefits as long as you can, because you get an 8% tax-free increase in your benefit for each year you wait. Uh, many people don't want to wait. Uh, they want the money now. But if you run the numbers, you look at the, the results. For many people, uh, waiting just a few years to receive those benefits makes a difference of $100,000 or more in lifetime benefits from Social Security. And where this really comes into importance is with married couples. You know, when they're married, it doesn't make a big difference when they claim because there's two benefits coming into the household. But when one spouse passes away, one of those benefits also disappears. The surviving spouse generally gets the higher of the two benefits that the two of them were receiving. So if, if they both claim early and then one dies, then the surviving spouse uh, is receiving that reduced benefit and will quickly realize that it would have made a lot more sense for them, for at least one of them to have waited as long as possible to claim to get that higher benefit because she'll be trying to maintain the household on only one benefit and it should be the highest benefit possible. So in a married couple, whichever spouse had the highest lifetime income earnings and so the highest social security benefit should try to wait to age 70 if possible before claiming benefits because it's going to make a big difference when one of those spouses passes away and the survivor uh, has to continue on only one benefit. So those are the key mistakes people make is they, they claim too early 
And if they're in a married couple, they don't consider the long-term effects on the couple as a whole, and particularly what's going to happen when one spouse passes away and there's only uh, one spouse and one benefit coming into the household. So tip number one, if you are struggling, make sure you delay. Also, Bob, you wrote an, an expert story that we're going to make available to the listeners who calls at 800-321-0710. Actually, the 800-321-0710 is to ask us any question. 888-988-JOSHES for the free gift. Congress comes for your retirement money. We're going to talk about that. A devastating new law has major consequences for anyone holding an IRA, pension, or 401k. Fortunately, there are still steps you can do to sidestep Congress legally and ethically, starting with this one simple move. We'll talk about that. But first, uh, what are some other Social Security tips our listeners should know? Number one, delay. Number two? Well, you know, a lot of people, they're uh, divorced or they're widowed and uh, the benefits that are available in those circumstances, most people don't understand. Uh, for example, often a divorced person, if they're not remarried, uh, they can claim benefits based on the earnings record of their former spouse in a lot of cases. Uh, your former spouse doesn't even have to know you're applying for the benefits. It doesn't matter whether that spouse's ex-spouse has claimed benefits themselves or not. Uh, so this is something a lot of people don't realize and they don't put all the information in when they apply for Social Security. Uh, but certainly, uh, if you've been divorced, and even if you've been divorced multiple times, you can claim uh, benefits on the, the highest uh, earnings record of your former spouses. So there's a lot of options uh, for someone who's been divorced and is not remarried yet. And likewise, a surviving spouse has far more options than a normal person uh, or than a person who's not a surviving spouse, I should say. Uh, you know, most people, when you apply for benefits, you're Thank deemed you, to Jim. apply for. Yeah, to, Jim for got me benefits. my cup of coffee, Bob. I really uh, needed okay. it. Thank you, Jim. Yeah. We couldn't do the show without Jim. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so, so you're deemed to apply for. So, yeah, so, yeah, so I'm getting a little confused. Okay, so if you're divorced, you can get half off of your other spouse. And what, what's this deeming thing? Well, uh, they changed the law in 2015. So when you apply for benefits, you're assumed to apply for all the benefits you're eligible for, and you can only get paid one of them. Uh, so it cut out some strategies that people were using before that that were very effective. Yeah, you used to be able uh, to do the file and suspend and all of those things. Right. Uh, Those are cool. no longer available, unfortunately. Um, but that does not apply to a surviving spouse. A surviving spouse, for example, can apply only for their own retirement benefit initially and then uh, wait a few years until the survivor benefit, based on the deceased spouse's earnings record, is as high as possible, and then switch the benefit to the survivor's benefit. Uh, so there's a lot of options available to a surviving spouse that they, they really need to understand. And, you know, if necessary, work with a financial advisor who knows the Social Security rules and can maximize that lifetime benefit. Yeah, and it's very important, folks, if you haven't gone through the Maximize My Social Security calculator, you call us 
You could buy it online for $40 or it's free if you schedule and keep your no obligation review at 888-988-JOSH. And we're also giving away copies of the 2021 edition of Where's My Money? The Secrets to Getting the Most Out of Your Social Security from our special guest, Bob Carlson. And he, he quickly became a fan favorite with how he answered questions. So we're going to talk more about the SECURE Act and how Congress may be coming for your retirement money when we return. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Don't touch that dial. It's always on your mind. Retirement, whether you're 55 or 35. Not everyone wants to work forever, and most would like a comfortable retirement. You may already have a plan, but is it the right one? Josh Jelinski, host of the popular Financial Quarterback radio program, is ready to guide you towards financial freedom. He challenges the ways your parents and grandparents saved money with fresh strategies, which are exactly what you need to navigate today's volatile economic climate. Josh's new book, Retirement Reality Check, is available to order on Amazon. It's an easy read that guides you through his system for securing your financial freedom, including tax-saving strategies, understanding the right investment mix, and more. Order now. Retirement Reality Check. Call Josh at 888-988-JOSH. Let Josh help you map out your retirement using fresh strategies. Call 888-988-5674. That's 888-988-5674. Hey, meet you out on the first tee? Yeah, I'll be right there. Just reading this article. On what? New bill Congress passed. Looks like it's going to affect the value of all retirement savings plans. My financial guy didn't tell me about this when I saw him the other day. Well, my guy did, and we made a plan. You may have heard of him, Josh Jelinski. Josh Jelinski is your guy? Listen, if you're 10 years or less from retirement... Which I am. Josh will give you a free economic plan, which includes retirement planning, a 27-point checklist to make sure your income lasts as long as you live. He'll even help you navigate the current tax code. I'm definitely going to call Josh. Cool, but first, can we play some golf? Call Josh Jelinski, host of the popular Financial Quarterback Radio Program, for your free economic plan. 888-988-JOSH. 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 And now we have Madeline. Madeline, I think you sent me an email. So I'm glad you called with your question. Go ahead. Madeline. Yes. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. I actually called yesterday and left a message in your office. Um, yeah, Long-time listener. So here's the problem. I have been following your advice, and I've been gradually converting portions well, number, of my number one, yeah, I, I, I don't know if you followed my advice. We're not giving you financial advice well, over the airways. If, if you want to become a client, and then we can sign a you know, fiduciary well, agreement, then we're giving you advice, but... It's not advice over the radio. I want to be clear. So. Well, okay, I follow that. I've been converting portions of my Roth of my 401k that was pre-tax contributions sure. into a Roth IRA every year within the same plan. My plan offers both. This year, for some reason, when I got my 1099-R statement, it showed the full amount of the distribution, and then it showed zero in the box for taxable. The plan is saying they will not correct it, that they did not do anything wrong. 
They even have implied that I selected the wrong account, but I know there is no money left in after-tax contributions in that account. That was the first money used to make the Roth IRA account within the plan. What can I do? Because I did this conversion, the monies went to the correct account, to the Roth IRA, and I, on that basis, I made estimated tax payments all year. I'm now expecting a rather substantial refund, and do I don't know how to file my taxes. Do you have a CPA who's helping you with this? No, I don't, but my oh, bigger well, concern is what well, before, do I do? Well, before you go and do this stuff, I always say don't go it alone. You should have hired a CPA and a financial advisor before. That would be my number one tip because I'm not going to be able to help you over the airways, but maybe Bob has some tips. Go ahead, Bob. Well, if you think you, uh, well, you don't think this is taxable, do you? If you're I, old it rap. is taxable. That is the point. It is taxable and they are claiming it is not. Well, if you think it's taxable, you can go ahead and report it on your tax return. Even if yes. the 1099 says don't report it, and that way you've paid taxes on it and you're in the clear. But does won't there be a problem that when they get the 1099R statement, it mismatches what I am submitting in self-reporting? Yes. And then well, they're usually the only looking for people who under-report their income. They don't really give a hard time to people who over-report their income. But if they do contact you, they'll just send you a letter and you can just reply saying uh, you got the incorrect 1099-R, you asked it to be corrected, and you reported it the way you thought was accurate. I noticed on, on the website there is some type of form, but I can't reach anybody at the IRS to tell me what to do. Mm. Yeah, that's usually the case. They have a yeah. long waiting list on calls, and it's not clear you'll get a good response since this is kind of an out-of-the-norm issue. Um, so that that's the best uh, I can recommend to you. Well, there is no money left in the account that was done with um, after-tax contributions. Right. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's, they're not okay. going to they're not going to get you in trouble for for paying taxes that they're keeping track of. They they may send you you know those audit letters that they send out automatically when the things don't mismatch, but then that's when you would take it to a CPA or somebody who can. You know, you want somebody who has a history of dealing with the IRS, but if if you're voluntarily paying taxes, I don't see an issue either. Um, so you were converting the, you weren't converting the after-tax portion. You were converting other portions. To create the Roth IRA account within the plan. There is no more after-tax money. No, but did, were you using after-tax monies to contribute to Roth? No. So you weren't converting after-tax 401k to after-tax Roth? No, I am converting pre-tax 401k yeah, yeah. Then, then you're doing the right thing. You got to pay taxes. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it sounded more confusing than it was. So, um, yeah, you just, they're telling you you don't owe taxes. Well, the IRS will figure it out, you know, eventually. And they'll send you a letter like next June, you know, or something. June of 2022. Uh, you didn't do this. And then, then you take it to a CPA. And you do really need, like, someone... Uh, a CPA or something to help you with that. Okay. 
Uh, great to hear from you, Madeline. And Bob, on that, uh, Congress is coming for your retirement money. Also, we're taking all our questions on Social Security. So what do you mean by Congress is coming for your retirement money? Well, you know, Congress uh, for decades has created all these tax breaks to encourage people to put money in 401ks and IRAs. And uh, so there's trillions of dollars in there, and Congress is tired of waiting for people to take it out and pay taxes on it. So it's it's been taking some steps to accelerate those taxes. Uh, at the end of 2019, it passed a law called the SECURE Act, which uh, abolished the Stretch IRA. Stretch IRA was a great estate planning tool in which people could leave their traditional IRA or 401k uh, to their children, and the children could just take out required minimum distributions each year and let the bulk of it uh, continue to get that tax-deferred compounding uh, for years uh, until they really needed the money, perhaps even for their own retirement. Uh, and so it was a great, uh, great uh, tool for a lot of families. Um, but they eliminated that, so now when an IRA or 401k is inherited, uh, the whole balance has to be distributed and taxed within 10 years. Uh, so that really uh, disrupts this strategy. And there's going to be more of that going forward, where uh, Congress is probably going to take additional actions to uh, tax uh, or accelerate taxes on IRAs and 401ks. Uh, and so it's something people have to look out for and they have to adjust their plans from what they were in the future and look for some of these alternatives to just holding on to money in these traditional IRAs and 401ks. So that's, that's what I mean by Congress is coming after your retirement money. Yeah, you, you have a great voice. <laughs> I, I love your voice. It's very grandfatherly. Are you a grandfather? Uh, yeah, we Not have... Uh, You're too young. One, yeah, one and a half year old. Yeah, you, you have a great, like, uncle or grandfatherly voice for radio. Because my wife says I have a great face for radio. <laughs> or video killed the radio star, but it's coming back. Uh, so we have another question from Ned. But I'm calling on Pre President Joe Biden to reinstitute the stretch IRA. If he really cares about middle class people and middle-class wealth, this is a bipartisan issue. I was very much against President Trump allowing the middle-class trust, which there was no tax evasion. So if you left a hundred grand to your kids, so like uh, Ernesto's mom the other, other week said, hey, I wanna do something for my family. If you left money within an IRA, your heirs could distribute them. They weren't avoiding taxes. They were paying taxes on that every year, faithfully. They got rid of that. So I'm calling on President Biden to reinstitute the stretch. Don't really think it'll happen. But uh, what do you think, Bob? Could Biden yeah, reinstitute the stretch? Uh, it's unlikely. It's more likely that they'll go in the other direction and... Uh do some more of these types of tax changes where they don't uh, increase tax rates directly on retirement funds, but they find some other way to make them either taxed at a higher rate or taxed earlier Come on, uh, Bob. than the IRA owner would like. 
Come on, Bob. <laughs> I'm, I'm having the power of positive thinking. We, we put it out there on the radio. We're, if, if we have any friends of Joe Biden listening, we used to have friends. I think we had friends of Donald Trump personally, and they would use this show. And I would talk about how the stretch was middle class tax break. It was middle class trust. And then all of a sudden the stretch is gone. So I'm tired of talking about loopholes. We used to talk about file and suspend for years. And then all of a sudden they took that away. And I'm sure you talk, uh -huh. talked about it too, Bob. But it's almost like I'm, I'm scared of mentioning any loopholes anymore because <laughs> people are listening. But, but here, why I'm going to get to why the stretch was so good for somebody who's middle class. Like Jeff Bezos isn't using the stretch. He's using charitable trusts. He's using foundations. He's using his climate foundation. You know, now they're, now they're, they're, they're powering windmills or uh, Bill Gates buying, you know, 17 million or billion acres of land in the U.S. for the environment so that we don't have farting cows anymore. We'll have soybeans and synthetic meat, which is good for the environment but not for uh, the physique of men. <laughs> so next up, we have Ned, who has a question on, uh, did the right thing taking at Social Security at 62? Go ahead, Ned. You're on with Bob Carlson. Yeah, hi there. It's nice to be on with you guys. I listen to you all the time. Thank you. Uh, my question is, I took it at 62, and I crunched my numbers, and it seemed like the break-even point versus taking it at 66 versus 62 was about 79. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. It usually works out somewhere between 70 and 80 for most people. And uh, yeah, what that means... Before, so I used to call it 80. Yeah. So, so, so my yeah. thoughts were, for me, it's better to get the money today because I could use it today because I still have young kids. You know, one is in... Uh, just graduating high school, and I have a couple that have graduated college. But the money is more important to me today than it is when I'm 80. Uh -huh. and, and my thoughts were that life expectancy is about 80, even though I think I'm going to live a lot longer. So I figured get the money today versus waiting. What's your health like? What, my health what... is great. I, I did an Ironman uh, two years ago, and uh, I'm very fit. You're very fit. Well, that's but that good. doesn't mean I'm not going to get disease. I know that. Yeah, but the whole idea of waiting and delaying on Social Security and Bob Carl can, Bob Carlson can speak to this the whole idea of delaying Social Security is that it's a longevity insurance plan, sort of like it's America's favorite annuity, as some people say. So you, you really delay for the purpose of protecting you. Should you live longer than life expectancy? Bob, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, a lot of people uh, underestimate their life expectancy and, and don't look at the long-term consequences. You know, half your, your generation is going to live beyond average life expectancy. Uh, you know, so at least half the people are going to benefit in the long term uh, by delaying Social Security benefits and uh, generally... Uh, the more educated you are and the higher income, the more likely you are to exceed average life expectancy. And, uh, you know, you won't really feel the effects of this until you really get into those later years. And in addition to those additional uh, benefits you get from delaying Social Security, you got to remember 
is Social Security is inflation indexed so that inflation increase is going to come on top of your higher base. So it's going to be a, a bigger dollar amount than if you claimed the benefits earlier. So it's a substantial difference once you get into those later years. And many people find that their other assets and income are either being spent down or they're losing purchasing power to inflation, whereas Social Security is inflation indexed. And when they do surveys of people who've been retired for a long time, one of the things they always say they wish they'd done differently is to take, take their Social Security later when it would have been a higher amount that while the money was nice uh, at that earlier age, it wasn't something they really needed or would have been scrambling to pay for food without. And looking back on it from those those later years, they say it probably would have made a lot more sense for them uh, to delay those benefits, get that higher benefit so it's available to them later in life when their medical expenses are increasing, uh, they want to help the grandchildren more, things of that nature. So that's the trade-off is, um, you know, it's nice to have the money now. It's very helpful. But if you try to look back as someone in their 80s when other assets might be dwindling, uh, you might be wishing you had that higher uh, benefit. Yeah, Um one other thing that I didn't know about at the time when I applied for, and it was a hidden benefit and that nobody ever told me, was that I had a child who was under 18 and still in high school. So we got additional benefits because of that, which I've never heard before. And I've gone to seminars about Social Security, uh, and that was a plus. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a big plus. Uh, and, I, and I can't yeah, believe you, you didn't hear that at a Social Security seminar. So what that tells yeah. me is they're they're giving you know it's it's someone a lot of these social security seminars are put on by people just trying to sell annuities or something. Um, uh -huh. Nothing against annuities, but if if they're not if they didn't tell you some of that information, uh, shame on them. And and folks, we got to take a break. Uh, this is the fastest two hours in radio. And. Uh, we, we're, we're having so much fun with the grandfatherly advice of Bob Carlson. I'm sorry. I, I love grandfather. I, you know, some people, uh, you just have a great voice. People, great voice for radio. I'm glad you don't have a face for radio like me. Give us a call. 800-321-0710, folks. 800-321-0710. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Don't touch that dial. Are you worried about the recent coronavirus crisis and how it may have affected your money? Hi, everybody. I'm Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, inviting you to join me for my complimentary six ways to keep calm during Turbulent Markets webinar. If you schedule and keep your no-obligation webinar today at 888-988-JOSH, it's a great thing to do. If you're stuck at home under stay-at-home orders, call us right now, 888-988-JOSH. If you're bored, there's never been a better time to get a second opinion on your wealth than right now. 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-5674. And go to my website, retirementrealitycheck.com today and take your free investment profile quiz. And when you buy my book, you're eligible for three free gifts. 888-988-JOSH. Call Josh Jelinski, host of the popular Financial Quarterback Radio Program, 888-988-JOSH. <laughs> Hi, this is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Folks, Bob, you really got to get on Clubhouse. 
we would do a clubhouse room together. It's it's going to be so cool. Your voice would be all right. So, I'll look into that. Your, your voice would be so electric. Uh, you you just have a great great voice, and Clubhouse would love you. So, by the way, yeah, Clubhouse is going to be the next biggest thing. It's going to be like Facebook. I'm hoping it's, so. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. So, do we still have Ned on, or did Ned go? If Ned left, uh, Michael, you can tell me in the crash. You can tell me in the in the message. So, if you have stretch iras. Stretch iras is, are dead. But why were they so good, Bob? Because I don't think people even realized how good they were. So, Bob, if you're super rich, here's my take, and then you can... Uh, if you're super rich, you can buy a trust, right? You can set up trusts, put your shares of Amazon stock, if you're Jeff Bezos, that doesn't pay a dividend, or Warren Buffett, that doesn't pay a dividend, grow your, your value in that trust and really only pay taxes when you pull the money out. Similar to a stretch. What the stretch allowed you to do was defer the tax and then every year you had to take an RMD. Your heirs paid tax on that RMD. It was like an annuity for the government. They got tax revenue every single year. Actually hurts the government. I think that they've done away with the stretch. Now they're forcing everything to be spent over 10 years. But to me, it was like a middle-class trust. You didn't have a, have, a, have a fancy attorney. You could put your 100 grand in there and you would know your, your kids would get a paycheck to remember you every year for as long as they live. There was no tax loophole to me. I think they got rid of it because of Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney apparently had 60 million in IRA. Do you remember that, Bob, in 2012? I I do. I do. It was an amazing story. And and I think that's why they said, well, we got to get out, go after Mitt Romney. But imagine if you're the government, though, you've you've 60 million in an IRA. The arm now Mitt Romney probably has 200 million in that IRA or 120 million in that IRA. And every year he's going to have to take an RMD of about 4%. So every year his heirs would take 5 million out. The government's probably going to get a million and a half, 2 million bucks on that. State of Utah is going to get that money. State, notice he moved from Massachusetts to Utah. Save a little state income tax there. He took money out of, you know, if his heirs take money. So the government was not losing out here. But I thought it was like a middle-class trust. And I loved it. And it's sad to see it go. Uh, what, what did you like about the stretch IRA? Yeah, it was uh, really good for uh, a lot of people. It didn't cost anything to set up. All you had to do is uh, tell your heirs what you had in mind and what you thought was the best way for them to handle this IRA, and that was all there was to it. There's no uh, trust documents to sign or notarize. Didn't have to go through a lawyer, uh, but the uh, the government just uh, decided they wanted that money faster, and sure. they didn't want to let the income and gains compound over time, which would give them more money over the long term. Uh, instead, they wanted it uh, quickly, so they changed it to a, a 10-year rule, so people had to take that money out and, and have to pay taxes on it, and uh, and that was that was the decision they made, that it was better to get that money to the government sooner rather than later. Why do you think 
uh, they allowed this. Why do you think President Trump allowed this? Well, it was his part people. Of a large... Probably not him. It's probably like House Ways and Means Committee. Uh, that guy, what Congressman Brady from Texas, Paul Ryan, Frank Pallone. Yeah, Congressman Frank Pallone, yeah. for sure. Pallone could. Now, no, he's not into that stuff. No, this was more That's of like Congressman Neal. These were like the Congress. policy wonks, like who who want to raise revenue without raising rates. There was like oh. a school of thought. Um, Pallone would be, I, I think, more for raising the rate. Um, yeah, you're right. Thanks for the correction. <laughs> Ryan was more into uh, Paul Ryan's tax methodologies I thought were pretty insidious because he really knew the tax code well. And so he knew ways to balance the budget without raising rates to appease the Republican base. And what, what, when that happens, you have sort of a flattening of the tax code. And that really does screw more middle-class people. And, and uh, your take on that, Bob? Yeah, well, the... Not to get uh, too political here, but you know what I mean. Yeah, well, it's important. Secure Act was a big piece of legislation that uh, added a lot of benefits uh, to make retirement plans more attractive and cheaper to do for businesses. Uh, but that would cost the government money. Uh, so it needed a way to make up that money. So it in, inserted the end of the stretch IRA right at the end of the legislative process. There were no committee hearings or anything like that about this. So there was no chance for lobbyists to get organized. They just knew they had to pay for this legislation in some way. And so they kept the way they were going to do that in the background until right at the end. And, uh, and they have another, uh, similar piece of legislation is being introduced in this Congress where, again, it's going to add a lot of uh, things to make retirement plans more attractive and it's going to cost the government money. And the initial draft of that law doesn't include any tax increases or any ways to pay for it. So most likely they're going to do a very similar thing again, where they wait until near the end of the process, put in some change that will increase revenue and not really give uh, lobbyists or taxpayers the opportunity to express their uh, opposition to it until it's too late uh, to do anything about it. And what is this bill called? Because we need to be vigorant, vigorous opponents of it because it seems like whenever a bill is passed lately, there are always these, and lately, under the Biden administration and, and the Trump and the Obama and the Bush, they passed these massive omnibus bills. They put all kinds of pork spending, but then they include things to make it more revenue neutral. And that's where they get it. One of the things they were talking about in the last bill was the Rothification of 401ks. So essentially you would not get a tax break if you put money in an IRA, if your tax bracket is over 24%. So that that's very dangerous. And whether you are a Democrat or a Republican, you need to call your congressman or woman and say, we are against the Roth, Rothification of 401ks. I like Roths. I'm a big Roth fan, but I like the tax deductions on 401ks too, because that's how middle-class people build wealth today. Uh, what's your take on that, Bob? And we got to go to a break. 
Yeah, there's uh, a lot of proposals. Uh, Joe Biden during the campaign proposed uh, instead of having a deduction for IRAs or exclusion for 401ks, that it be a tax credit and that it be a fixed percentage of the contribution. So essentially, uh, anyone in the upper brackets would not get the maximum deduction or benefit they're getting now. They'd get less of a benefit. Um, and people in the lowest tax bracket would actually get a bigger benefit than they're getting now. Uh, but, you know, there'll be more things like that, which are technical, uh, not easy for most people to understand initially until they sit down and study it. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the way they've decided to do a lot of these tax increases because they think that's an easier way to, to get it through the Congress. And what's the name of the bill? You know, I, I don't have the name in front of me. It was introduced last fall jointly by Congressman Richard yeah. Neal of Massachusetts and Kevin Brady of Texas. Yeah, the... Kevin Brady, he, he he is always involved with these things. So it yeah, should be called... Yeah, it's called the Screw Americans, the Screw the Middle Class Tax Act. And Kevin Brady uh, is a Republican, by the way. Neil is probably a Democrat from if he's from Massachusetts. Right, he's the chairman of Ways and Means. Uh, oh, yeah, because now, uh, yeah, it switched parties. So, you know, anytime Kevin Brady gets his hands on things, it's <laughs> the little guy. You got to realize, in Texas... They don't pay any state income tax. It's like that salt deduction that they took away. Um, so they don't care about losing the salt deduction. So they want lower rates, but higher revenue. So where they usually find common ground is on ways to... Kevin Brady was the one, by the way, who was responsible for floating the idea of getting rid of the deductibility of 401ks. And President Trump stopped it, uh, thankfully. <laughs> if it wasn't for uh, President Trump there, we probably would have had the Rothification much earlier to pay for the Trump tax cuts. Uh, so, very interesting, folks. Give us a call, 888-988-JOSH, if you want. Where's my money? It's a great book. Where's my money? The 2021 edition it will be yours free when you schedule and keep your no-obligation review at 888-988-JOSH. We'll be back after these messages. Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback here. In these uncertain financial times, it is imperative that you guard your financial future. If you call within the next three minutes, we will offer our complimentary bear market survival guide, which will detail steps to help your plan to potentially survive the COVID-19 crisis. The bear market survival guide will cover how you might still be able to retire amid a volatile economic climate. We will throw in our complimentary 27-point ultimate game plan for retirement. Call us at 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-5674 for your bear market survival guide. Call Josh Jelinski, host of the popular financial quarterback radio program, 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-JOSH. It's always on your mind. Retirement, whether you're 55 or 35. Not everyone wants to work forever, and most would like a comfortable retirement. You may already have a plan, but is it the right one? 
Josh Jelinski, host of the popular Financial Quarterback radio program, is ready to guide you towards financial freedom. He challenges the ways your parents and grandparents saved money with fresh strategies, which are exactly what you need to navigate today's volatile economic climate. Josh's new book, Retirement Reality Check, is available to order on Amazon. It's an easy read that guides you through his system for securing your financial freedom, including tax-saving strategies, understanding the right investment mix, and more. Order now. Retirement Reality Check. Call Josh at 888-988-JOSH. Let Josh help you map out your retirement using fresh strategies. Call 888-988-5674. That's 888-988-5674. We're back. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. And we have Bob Carlson uh, taking your calls at 800 321 so, Bob, how do we protect ourselves from Congress coming for our retirement money in our IRAs? What can we do today? Well, there are several things you can do. Most of them involve taking the money out of the IRA sooner and putting it into something else, basically repositioning it. Uh, the simplest strategy is to convert to a Roth IRA so it's no longer in a traditional IRA. Uh, another strategy which can really build tax-free wealth is to uh, take that money out of the IRA and use it to buy permanent life insurance that's payable to your children or grandchildren or to a trust on their behalf. Uh, that will get it out of uh, any of these IRA changes it will give it a guaranteed amount. It's not going to fluctuate with the markets. Uh, if you're uh, reasonably in good health, um, then it's probably going to be more. The life insurance benefit is probably going to be more than is in your IRA, and that would be in your IRA in a few years after uh, good investing. Uh, if you want to benefit charity, you can have the IRA payable to a charitable remainder trust that will pay income to your children for life. And then uh, the remainder goes to the charity. So there, there's a range of things you can do. Uh, the right one for you, it depends on your situation and your goals. You really need to sit down with a financial planner or a state planner and, and go over the options uh, to see how you can reposition your IRA or 401k so that it's going to amount to uh, more money after taxes in the long term and really be protected from these uh, tax changes that have already occurred and that are very likely to occur in the next few years. Oh, fantastic. We're with Bob Carlson. And if you want that free review, we'll go over whether a CRT, a Child Remainder Trust is right for you, whether a Roth is right for you, whether insurance is right for you. Uh, I, wanna, I wanna break the, those three th things down a little bit because we talk about those a lot. If, but if you talk about a Roth, the biggest negative I'm hearing that's sensible is, well, what if Congress changes the rules on Roths down the line? I've heard that objection to paying the tax now. Why is that not a big worry for you? Well, I don't think it's likely they'll make a Roth taxable. Uh, it's built up too big a constituency and would get uh, too many people upset if they roped people into this uh, <clears throat> tax-free yeah, vehicle. Yeah, it's not like the stretch IRA where the stretch was so little known and really only affected like people who were receiving money from people who passed on 
Yeah, so that, that exactly. Make sense. They, they might make small changes, such as uh, you know, right now the original owner of a Roth IRA doesn't have to take required minimum distributions. So they might, in the future, impose something like that. Um, so small changes are possible that would make it less attractive than now, but I don't think they'd make it fully taxable. Uh, so I, I don't think that's a worry in the you know the next. 20 years or so. We had a guy on a few years ago. He was a lawyer. His name was Lang. I don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, he he made a very eloquent case. We got to have him back on, Cal. Um, something about like it would it would defy British common law. Essentially, when you have old tax law, uh, old tax law gets grandfathered in. Uh, so if there was a tax law, basically. They would say, you know, you're a pre-2023 Rother, and then there's a post-2024. And like what you said, yeah, they could do stuff with the RMD, but they really can't mess with people who've already paid tax. He said it would kind of go against, would probably get struck down in the Supreme Court because I want to say he used some legal doctrine uh, that I don't really, uh, I, I got to get him on. So I write that down and remember it for next time. So folks got to take our final break of the hour. Then we'll talk next about insurance as a viable strategy. Uh, why are, why are people for it or against it? And then charitable remainder trusts. When we return with Bob Carlson of retirementwatch.com, folks, you can get his book today. Where's my money? Wherever books are sold, do you have a website where, where people can get the book, Bob, if they don't want to schedule yeah. a free review? They can, they can go to the publisher, Regnery.com. Regnery.com. Of course, it's on, of course, it's on Amazon. Yeah, I always like to, to give the author the chance to. So for our book, you can go on Amazon or you can go to Retirement Reality Check. And if you buy it on retirementrealitycheck.com, you get three free gifts. So, um so you go to Regnery, you get Where's My Money, The Secrets to Getting the Most Out of Your Social Security, or you get it free when you schedule and keep your no-obligation review at 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-5674. We'll be back after these messages. Hey, meet you out on the first tee? Yeah, I'll be right there, just reading this article. On what? New bill Congress passed. Looks like it's going to affect the value of all retirement savings plans. My financial guy didn't tell me about this when I saw him the other day. Well, my guy did, and we made a plan. You may have heard of him, Josh Jelinski. Josh Jelinski is your guy? Listen, if you're 10 years or less from retirement... Which I am. Josh will give you a free economic plan, which includes retirement planning, a 27-point checklist to make sure your income lasts as long as you live. He'll even help you navigate the current tax code. I'm definitely going to call Josh. Cool, but first, can we play some golf? Call Josh Jelinski, host of the popular Financial Quarterback Radio Program, for your free economic plan. 888-988-JOSH. 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 Hi, everybody. This is Josh Jelinski, the Financial Quarterback, coming to you live with our good buddy, Bob Carlson. So, Bob, you talked about life insurance. It's a strategy I've used uh, for years, we've used Roths, used life insurance, travel remainder trusts. But occasionally, you know, you hear people talking heads, they do not like insurance. Um, why is that misguided? The hate on permanent life insurance? 
Well, there are some people who, you know, oversell it. They, you know, they, they're life insurance agents. So whatever the situation is, they think life insurance is, is the solution. And uh, so that offends some people. And I just assume that means that life insurance is not the right answer in any case. But, you know, that's letting a, a few bad apples really drive you away from a, a good solution in a lot of cases. Um, so, uh, and some people, there's, there are some complicated life insurance policies that pay high commissions that uh, probably are not appropriate for this kind of situation. Uh, so th those few examples really drive some people to just be opposed to insurance in all cases. But really, uh, if your IRA is something you're unlikely to need in your lifetime, or at least part of it, uh, if it's something you're looking to leave to your heirs, you should really look into uh, whether it makes sense to take that money out now, pay the taxes, put the after-tax amount uh, into a permanent life insurance policy. Uh, as I said, it's tax-free when your heirs inherit it. When they inherit a traditional IRA, they pay taxes on the distributions, so they're really only inheriting the after-tax amount. Uh, the life insurance benefit is guaranteed uh, no matter what happens in the markets or the economy. As long as that insurance company is still around, they're going to pay that amount. Uh, so there's a, a lot of advantages uh, to converting your IRA to life insurance if your main goal is to leave it to the next generation. So it, it's something people should look into uh, in a very careful, measured way and ignore the critics who just don't like life insurance at all. Yeah, I've often found that um, and I've challenged on my radio show, Dave Ramsey, to a debate about life insurance for years. Uh, we're on the same stations and he's never come on. <laughs> so that, that tells you something. And we, we had his uh, protege, Chris Hogan, on. So maybe we can debate Chris. But I think Chris uh, is a bit nicer on the subject so he might be more political when he comes on i, I want to have a hard-nosed like wrestlemania style debate with dave ramsey i think it would be fun but i, I also think it's good if you care about long-term care a lot of people are worried you're single maybe you don't have legacy but you don't want to buy long-term care insurance because you're worried about the premiums going up when you have a whole life insurance policy, they cannot raise the premium. And so the money's good, even if like you're single with no kids, because the, the death benefit can be used for long-term care. Also, it's a great alternative to a bond portfolio. So you can build a portfolio, let's say a 60-40 portfolio, 60% uh, stock-based index funds or ETFs, 40% bond funds. It could be a good replacement of the bond funds. Uh, what say you as we conclude the segment? Yeah, with a permanent life insurance policy, there are two potential benefits. One is a lot of them will uh, allow you to attach a long-term care rider, uh, which will give you a substantial amount of money if you need long-term care. But unlike a long-term care insurance policy, this is not a use it or lose it feature. If you don't use the long-term care, the life insurance benefits are still there. Also, permanent life insurance has a cash value account. And if you own the policy, uh, once the cash value account is built up, you can borrow from it tax-free. Uh, it will eventually reduce the life insurance benefit. But uh, Fantastic as as way. Alive. Bob Carlson, where's my money? Get his book today. 
Thank you for joining us again, Bob. Uh, you're, you're an amazing guest. Where's my money? Get it from regnery.com or wherever books are sold or call my office 888-988-JOSH. 888-988-JOSH. Tired of losing money in the stock market roller coaster? Frustrated with the government taxing you into oblivion? Worried about inflation? How do you prepare for so many financial uncertainties? Welcome to the show that will help you develop your game plan. The Financial Quarterback with Josh Jelinski. Josh is a noted financial advisor and president of the Jelinski Advisory Group. And he's here to answer your questions. Call into the show at 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. Now let's kick off your financial future. Here's Josh Jelinski. Hi, this is Ernesto Caleri waiting for uh, Josh to get back on the mic. This is the second hour of the fastest weekend show in radio, The Financial Quarterback with Josh Jelinski. If you're listening, if you're listening uh, in, if you're new to the show, this is a show about uh, how to save money, how to save your money, how to make your money work for you, how to save money in taxes the legal way. And... Um, the younger you are, the more relevant this show is for you. I know uh, generally a lot of people that listen to financial shows tend to be a little older, but um, more and more, um, particularly with the political winds changing, the earlier you start investing your money, the earlier you start saving your money, uh, the better off you are. So, uh, and here we are with Josh Jelinski for our second hour. We are back. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, coming to you live. And we're going to the phone lines at 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. If you have a financial question for me. We also, uh, we had started talking about charitable remainder unit trusts. And that being one way to potentially maximize the value in your 401k or IRA, um, if you want to leave a legacy to charity, how does that work? Well, basically, you would, it'd be best if you had money outside of an IRA or 401k. For example, Let's say you have $100,000 in Apple stock that you bought at $10,000 and now it's worth $100,000. You could donate that stock to a charitable trust so you control it. You don't own it anymore. The trust would own it. You could essentially dissolve it and pay back the tax plus interest if you ever, some people want to know, well, what if I ever need the money? Should I be dying of cancer or some horrible thing and need money for in-home care or whatever it is? Well, you could theoretically dissolve it. Then you'd have to pay back the tax deduction you got for the charitable trust. So if you take a highly appreciated asset like Apple stock, you donate that to a charitable remainder unit trust, you get a massive tax write-off. Get two basic ones. Number one, you avoid the capital appreciation. So for example, Jeff Bezos, Warren Buffett, they all do this. So they donate their stock to a trust and they literally pay no tax. Now that's totally fine because they believe that private charity is a better, better steward of their wealth than the government. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
Charitable trusts have been set up for years and years, and private charities have done much better at eradicating illness, poverty, child hunger than the government ever has. Um, so I think I'm not saying this in any way to perpetuate class warfare. I actually think it's very good that they do this. The problem I don't like, though, is when they when they say that, you know, middle class Joe wealth guy like me who built my company from scratch, who doesn't have the, the, the blessing of having a publicly traded company with shares worth, you know, billions of dollars or even, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars where I could just sell my stock. And that's how they that's how they provide for their nest egg. They sell their shares at long term capital gains rates which are around 23.8 federal, zero state in Washington state or Texas or Florida. Sometimes, you know, if you're in a state like New York or New Jersey, an extra five or six, you're paying about 28.8%. So it's really not a tax loophole when people are talking about going after the capital gains tax. We need to be talking about flattening all taxes and not having any tax above 15 or 20% total, you know, 15 federal, five state, uh, because it's just penalizing those who work hard. But let's talk about the tax law that is. So currently, if you have highly appreciated stock, you donate that into a charitable trust. You don't pay any tax on the gains of said stock. Now, generally what these people do is they will have charitable trusts and then family members will run it and they'll get paid a salary. Um, you know, so it's it's a bit, you know, people think that's a little weird, but you know, they pay tax on that salary, I'm assuming. So um, I'm fine with that. So basically they give this money to a charitable remainder unit trust. Then you get a massive write-off. Then you use that write-off to convert your IRA to Roth and you don't pay any tax on the way out. Then you leave that Roth to your kids when you die or you spend it down tax-free yourself. That's a great strategy. And if you wanna learn more about that, call us at 888-988-JOSH. Next up, we have Diane, who has a question on life insurance. Go ahead, Diane. Yes, hi, good morning, Josh. Um, my husband's of age now where he can begin to use his premiums, I mean, his dividends to pay off his um, premium on his whole life policy. In your opinion, are there any disadvantages to doing that and he has close to 50,000 in dividends accumulated. Um, you could use dividends to offset premiums. I'd have to see the enforced illustration to see whether that was a good idea or not. But mm -hmm. it depends so, but on what would be a disadvantage? Like what are you doubting? Um, I'm, I don't like necessarily the idea of using dividends to pay premium. Here's why if dividends, are used to pay premium, then your death benefit stops growing or doesn't grow as much. Your cash stops growing as much. And if you have cash at the bank and it earns 0%, when we run the numbers on sometimes what that extra premium would do in the policy, we find that it might make, let's say 4%. And 4% is better than zero to one at the bank. So if you have a lot of money at the bank earning zero or 1%, that, that's why I'd be hesitant. But we, we run the numbers. So mm -hmm. if you want me to audit it, you basically call for two enforced illustrations. So you call up your company, not the agent, and you request an enforce policy illustration 
showing best and worst case scenarios under two specific scenarios. Number one, dividends being used to pay premiums. That's called dividend offset. Offset, okay. Or uh, you continuing to pay the premium. And then we take that differential and we see, well, what would that be as a rate of return? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay, that's some good advice. A lot of people have like 100 grand of cash and they're on zero to one. They're like, oh, I don't want to pay my life insurance. Because that was like the sales pitch like in, I remember in like 2000 to 2005, that was very big. Oh, you know, you, you, you buy a life insurance policy and, and it was big in the 80s and 90s too. And, and when rates went up, that caused some problems. But unless you have a specific 10 pay policy or a seven pay um, where you've overfunded it so that premiums, so that there's so much cash that the premiums are paid, Mm -hmm. But you might have just a generally high dividend because you've had the policy for 15 years. So we would want to see both enforced illustrations. You can call my office at 888-988-JOSH right now. Get on my calendar and we'll talk to you for free and review those enforced ledgers. Okay? Okay. And it was called enforced policy illustration? An enforced policy illustration. Right. Okay. Very good. Thank you for all your help, Josh. Thank you. Next up, we have Mike, who has a question. Mike, go ahead. Good morning, Josh. I'm a longtime listener, and your book really helped me out in 2019. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I think I... it was funny that they didn't use my voice for the audio book. <laughs> <laughs> really? I didn't make the cut. Oh, you didn't hear that on last week's show? On last week's show, I revealed that uh, the publisher, Harper Collins, did not want me to read my own book. Now, I thought that was absurd, but it was my first published book. In the next published book, I will mandate that I will read my own book. <laughs> so, uh, but well, that's, the, that's the audio guy does a great job. He's a great audio actor. Uh, actually, he's a famous audio actor, so... Uh, the audiobook is great. So uh, thank cool. you, Mike, for reading the book. It's called The Retirement Reality Check. And if you want to get it, folks, it's still available from retirementrealitycheck.com. So thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. The kind words. So go ahead. And we just, it, we were praying for everybody who was hurting out there, but that was just one less thing we had to worry about. Mm, thank you. My question uh, was for Bob, but uh, I, I bought his book and I did an analysis on MySocialSecurity.com. I'm 57, and I found that if I work the next 10 years at the same salary and claim at 67, I will only get an extra $300 a month. Hmm. And that seems to me to just... It seems low to me sense. too, yeah. Well, maybe you're doing the software incorrectly. I mean, we have, did you use Maximize My Social Security by Professor Lawrence Kotlikoff? Yes, um, no, no, I use the, the SSA.gov. Well, I would call our office, get the free review to cover your Maximize My Social Security, and we would see if your $300 a month assessment is correct. 
You may not be oh. using inflation properly. You, there's, it should be an 8% difference every year of the delay. Well, it, I guess I, I, can't, I guess well, I would, it does hold my income flat for the next 10 years. They certainly don't account for inflation as far as the, the income paid into, you know, or the, the, the Social Security taxable income paid into the system. Yeah, I'm not really sure, but it doesn't sound right to me. Hmm. Are you a Lawrence, Lawrence Koplikoff? Are you a federal worker? A uh, federal worker? No. Or like a pension? You have a pension because it could be pension offset. Um, no pension. Call our office eight 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 nine eight eight Josh. Request the free review. After review, uh, just remind me or one of our associates, and they'll they'll run the maximizemysocialsecurity.com calculation for free, and we'll see if you're right. And what's okay, great, great about Thank being you. friends with Professor Kotlikoff is he, um, if there is a problem, you know, he'll, he'll, one time he yelled at this people at social, the social security workers. <laughs> you don't want to tick off Larry. Uh, but he, he's a wealth of resource on social security. And we have the book, Where's My Social Security? I, yeah, I wish we had our special guest on if you schedule and keep your appointment, we can give you Bob Carlson's new book, Where Is My Money? The, the edition fresh out for 2021. Okay, so give us a call, 888-988-JOSH. Any other questions on that? No, that was it, Josh. Thank you so much. And by the way, you cut it off. You said you took action on something when we were first talking about the book, but I didn't hear what that was. You said you were grateful because during the pandemic, it was one less thing to worry about. What was one less thing to worry about? I was 99% invested in stocks, and I looked at the math, and I split up uh, some large capital gain sales between 2019 and the beginning of 2020, where I said, how would I feel if, I, if the market went down 30%? And I worked through the numbers. And I made a decision how much I wanted to put in cash. I executed that over two different tax calendar years, and we had a we had a, a you know we had some cash sitting around, and actually Brilliant. took advantage of the low prices at the end of March. Brilliant, yeah, yeah. The the book was timely, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I I yeah I I uh, I was correct in in the. Uh time to smooth out the ride. And here's the other thing. The importance of getting a little more conservative as you age is so you don't panic sell too. A lot of people at 100% stock panic sold in the March 2020 crash. Those who had 40% cash or 30% cash, they took advantage of the dip. So no, that's, it's just human nature. You know, I don't have all my money in the stock market. I believe in equities, but it's part of balance. So uh, wonderful. Great, great tip. And folks, that's a great reminder. If you call me today, 888-988-JOSH, you get a free book, Where's My Money 2021 edition. When you schedule and keep your no obligation review, call me now, 888-988-JOSH. 888-988-JOSH. We'll be back after these messages.
Are you worried about the recent coronavirus crisis and how it may have affected your money? Hi, everybody. I'm Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, inviting you to join me for my complimentary six ways to keep calm during Turbulent Markets webinar. If you schedule and keep your no-obligation webinar today at 888-988-JOSH, it's a great thing to do if you're stuck at home under stay-at-home orders. Call us right now, 888-988-JOSH. If you're bored, there's never been a better time to get a second opinion on your wealth than right now. 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-5674. And go to my website, retirementrealitycheck.com today and take your free investment profile quiz. And when you buy my book, you're eligible for three free gifts. 888-988-JOSH. Call Josh Jelinski, host of the popular Financial Quarterback Radio Program, 888-988-JOSH. Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback here. In these uncertain financial times, it is imperative that you guard your financial future. If you call within the next three minutes, we will offer our complimentary bear market survival guide, which will detail steps to help your plan to potentially survive the COVID-19 crisis. The bear market survival guide will cover how you might still be able to retire amid a volatile economic climate. We will throw in our complimentary 27-point ultimate game plan for retirement. Call us at 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-5674 for your bear market survival guide. Call Josh Jelinski, host of the popular financial quarterback radio program, 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-JOSH. We're back. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, coming to you live. And we have a question from Jay. Go ahead. Jay, you're on with Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Go ahead, Jay. Okay. Hello. Hello, Altoona. Go ahead. Well, my wife and I are, are very good savers. We have okay. uh, 1.2 million in um, three different mutual funds, and we also own our house. And uh, our total debts, which is the remainder of our kids' college debts, um, is twenty thousand dollars. So our financial picture is quite good. Um, my concern is in the new political climate. I don't think the market is going to be as stable. As it's been, I think there's going to be a bit of a correction. So what I want to do is take money out of my mutual funds and buy a piece of uh, real estate, an investment property. And uh, I've read that it being that we're both um, uh, 59 and a half, I mean, we're turning 60 uh, in, in a couple of months. I can remove money from my mutual funds and not pay the 10% penalty. I would pay tax on that money, but I can use that money to buy my investment uh, property. So I just wanted to know what your opinion of that of that strategy, of that financial strategy, to, to remove money from a mutual fund that's really earmarked for retirement and use it to buy an investment property. What, what do you think of that idea? What is the investment property's purpose? Is it, well, is it a dream? Is it vacation? Is it cash flow? Or is it planning for retirement? What of those four? Well, t two of our three children live in North Carolina. And uh, that's where we'd ultimately li like to retire. And real estate in that state is appreciating uh, about 7 or 8% a year. So if we were to buy now, theoretically, in five years when we're, we're ready to retire, it would be worth you know that much more. And it would be less expensive, of course, to buy now as opposed to five years from now. Uh, I think it's possible to rent it very easily 
and it, at least have the property break even for those well, four let, or five Well, let's years. talk about the appreciation angle. According to our cycles guy, uh, Stan Harley, who's a, a market <laughs> strategist on the show, and and now he works with our firm. Stan believes that I believe the real estate market will top out in 2025. I would, I would tend to agree with him. Maybe take about three and a half years. So you'd probably have appreciation, I would say, for the next 12 to 18 months. Then it might slow down a little bit and go from 7% to 3 whatever. Um, you do not know whether the market... So if you believe there's political risk, right? 12 to 18 months, let's say there's a correction due to uh, government spending run amok, government taxes, whatever. Let's say we have a correction in 12 to 18 months in the stock market. Or you might think it's going to happen tomorrow. But if it's going to happen tomorrow, right? Real estate's going to crash two years later. Typically, the market crashes and then a year or two later, the real estate market bottoms out. Why is that? Because people, think about it this way, you're kind of nervous about stocks right now, right? So then you're gonna put money in real estate. That effect usually lasts about 18 months to two months, to two years. But then two years later, it hits and everybody goes, I'm broke, I don't have the money to buy your inflated real estate price. So then real estate really gets like cut in half or th uh, lost by a third. So, you know, no one, we're trying to speculate here, so nobody knows the exact future, but I would say, if you really wanna be there, that's fine. Get a 30-year mortgage, take advantage of low interest rates, but you're speculating. And in some ways, it might be a better investment to keep your money in the market and, and reposition your market money in 12 to 18 months when you think there's gonna be a correction not now where if there is a correction now, the real estate market's going to correct in about two years anyway. So, and then it'd be better time to buy in two years. I don't, I mean, if, if I had a crystal ball, which I don't, I would say 12 to 18 months, we have some type of correction, um, steep correction. Then 12 to 18 months after that is when we see real estate market kind of suffering. So that's my take on it. I hope that helps you. Uh, that's on the appreciation angle. On the cash flow angle, so you're buying something that breaks even. So you're taking money out of potentially appreciable stocks with no headaches, no tenants, no 2 a.m. calls. The, 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 the uh, one time on my, on my, I was a landlord Woman called, oh, the refrigerator broke. Called me at like midnight, my child's medicine. I'm like, oh gosh, her kid's gonna die without the medicine being refrigerated. So I called my best friend, Steve, which he's a great guy that he tolerated this. So it was like, you know, it was late at night. He said, oh, I, I can get a, a, a refrigerator. I don't know how, how he had all refrigerators. We, we lifted the refrigerator in Turns out the woman did not plug in the refrigerator. The, the one that she said was broken. So is it worth all that? You know, you're going to be in North Carolina. So there's the hassle. And then there's the cash flow element. And what I would do for you or any of our listeners, cash flow is king on real estate. 
Will the rents pay the debt, the insurance? Because if you say, I'm going to take all my money out of the market and buy a house cash, now your equity is tied up in a property. I'm more like the idea if you buy it with a mortgage and the rents cash flow to pay the mortgage, the home insurance, and then make you a little bit of profit. Then I would be okay with that. Uh, do you know that answer or not really? Well, we were planning on taking a mortgage and, um, and putting about half of the value of the house down and then mortgaging the other half. I'd put 20% down or 30% down. Put as little down possible. Because if we have a correction, right? If, if you're worried about Joe Biden being president, all these people um, worried about you know Trump, now they're worried about Biden. If you're worried about Biden's economic policies causing us to be a recession, what happens in a recession is prices get cut. Prices of stock, and then eventually prices of real estate. Now, if we have inflation, stock prices will go up, real estate prices will go up. It actually seems like we're more headed towards inflation, to be frank, and then deflation. So the market will get overheated. So uh, as a hedge against inflation, you put as little down possible. That way you don't lose equity. So take the case one. Let's say you buy a house. How much are the houses in North Carolina? Uh, the range we're looking at is about $400,000. So you buy a house, 400000 you put $200,000 cash. If the North Carolina market corrects from four hundred to three hundred in twenty twenty five, you bought it now, and you only put let's say forty grand down or eighty grand down. Let's say eighty grand, twenty percent down. You didn't really lose much because your money was committed elsewhere. Your eggs were in different baskets. But if you put in, let's say you put in the whole four hundred, you pay the whole house cash. And the real estate market drops to 300 grand, you lose 100 grand of value. So you lose more equity when you commit more. Um, so I think what you're trying to do is speculate off of a real estate market. You could get burned with that. But if you are going to do that anyway, take advantage of 20% down, low interest rates, and make sure you can get a tenant that pays for the rents. Because I got news for you, North Carolina is hot now because everyone's fleeing the Northeast. <laughs> but real estate's a, a, a very interesting thing. Monmouth and Ocean County, which is where we live um, and where our headquarters is in New Jersey, was undergoing, I thought, a little bit of a depression, you know, 18 months ago, 12 months ago. Nobody's moving here. You could buy like these amazing homes at half the price on the Navasink River. They were going for sale. Now, all those homes are bought up by New Yorkers who fled New York. So all of a sudden, it's a hot real estate market again. Uh, real estate can be fickle. You know, once all of the Northerners move down South, like, like my wife, for example, she would never move to Florida. I try for, for tax purposes. And it just, she doesn't like Florida, you know, because... She can only handle it for a couple of weeks. And a lot of people are like that. They're going to move to Florida and they're going to realize, oh, it gets really hot. Not just one month, not just two months, but April to October, it's pretty hot there. It's amazing in February. It's amazing in March. Amazing in, it's, it's kind of actually cold in January. 
uh, in Florida. I don't find it to be that amazing in January, but but February in Florida is nice. February in Florida is really, really good weather. Every day uh, is great. So I hope that helps you. Any comments on that? Well, what you're just outlining, that's, I think, the attraction of the middle states, you know, the two Carolinas and Tennessee. You know, they're not as hot. You know, you've got the climate advantages, the quality of life advantages, the lower cost. Yeah, no, of North living. Carolina, <laughs> South Carolina, hot. But 400 grand um, is not is not cheap. I mean, down south is not as inexpensive as once, you know. You try to buy a house in, like, Nashville suburbs, they're like a million dollars. Great suburbs. Because that's the other thing. When you move down south, you have to realize you got to be near a good hospital or else... You know, all the money in the world can't save you if you have a real crisis on your hands. So a lot of people need to move to like Atlanta Metro, Nashville Metro, um, Austin. Austin, which is under a worse lockdown than New Jersey. I heard from my friends in Austin. Is that true? Well, I was we, we were in Austin recently and uh, it was fantastic. And they were everyone was wearing masks, but it was they were open for business. But they had a very strict lockdown, though, I heard. In November when we were there, yeah. Yeah, um, even stricter than New Jersey. That, that may be due because we're in an election year, but they, they kind of eased up. New Jersey's more chill than it used to be. The first three months, it was like we were in uh, a police state, but now it's a little more uh, kids can play soccer and stuff they can, like that. They can, but, you know, the governor has too much power. Yeah. Well, well, who do we have uh, next? Uh, Okay, so we'll take your calls, 800-321-0710. When we return, uh, Jay, so you're going to go to the Middle States. Um, that's fantastic. Wish you luck. My tip is not to sell all of your mutual funds and buy real estate. I would diversify your strategy 20% down, get a house that you can rent out for four or five years, um, be conservative with the mutual funds. Get a tactical money management program with an eye to the exits, meaning what we call money management with exit strategies, meaning don't just have a financial advisor who's going to buy and hold. Have one that says, well, if the market drops below this, we might increase exposure to cash. We might increase exposure to gold, silver uh, to protect you from government spending run amok. Uh, because we have a very crazy thing. Bitcoin, literally something that is worthless, is now worth 60000 a coin. It reminds me of the Weimar Republic. A barrel of money will buy a bushel of wheat. A barrel of Bitcoin will buy a bushel of wheat. Is, is that where we're headed? Uh, this is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Don't touch that dial. It's always on your mind. Retirement whether you're 55 or 35. Not everyone wants to work forever, and most would like a comfortable retirement. You may already have a plan, but is it the right one? Josh Jelinski, host of the popular Financial Quarterback radio program, is ready to guide you towards financial freedom. He challenges the ways your parents and grandparents saved money with fresh strategies, which are exactly what you need to navigate today's volatile economic climate. Josh's new book, Retirement Reality Check, is available to order on Amazon. It's an easy read that guides you through his system for securing your financial freedom, including tax-saving strategies, understanding the right investment mix, and more. Order now. 
Retirement Reality Check. Call Josh at 888-988-JOSH. Let Josh help you map out your retirement using fresh strategies. Call 888-988-5674. That's 888-988-5674. Hey, meet you out on the first tee? Yeah, I'll be right there, just reading this article. On what? New bill Congress passed. Looks like it's going to affect the value of all retirement savings plans. My financial guy didn't tell me about this when I saw him the other day. Well, my guy did, and we made a plan. You may have heard of him, Josh Jelinski. Josh Jelinski is your guy? Listen, if you're 10 years or less from retirement... Which I am. Josh will give you a free economic plan, which includes retirement planning, a 27-point checklist to make sure your income lasts as long as you live. He'll even help you navigate the current tax code. I'm definitely going to call Josh. Cool, but first, can we play some golf? Call Josh Jelinski, host of the popular Financial Quarterback Radio Program, for your free economic plan. 888-988-JOSH. 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 Are you worried about the recent coronavirus crisis and how it may have affected your money? Hi, everybody. I'm Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, inviting you to join me for my complimentary six ways to keep calm during turbulent markets webinar. If you schedule and keep your no obligation webinar today at 888-988-JOSH, it's a great thing to do. If you're stuck at home under stay at home orders, call us right now, 888-988-JOSH. If you're bored, there's never been a better time to get a second opinion on your wealth than right now. 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-5674. And go to my website, retirementrealitycheck.com today and take your free investment profile quiz. And when you buy my book, you're eligible for three free gifts. 888-988-JOSH. Call Josh Jelinski, host of the popular Financial Quarterback Radio Program. 888-988-JOSH. Hi, everybody. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. And we're going to the phone lines at 800-321-0710. If you have a financial chime in with any financial question you have, we would love to hear from you. Give us a call, 800-321-0710. And if you call us today, you get the free book. Where's my money? So, Ernesto, last week, we, I don't think we addressed all of your questions. There, Ernesto had a good question last week for his mom, who, who we love, missionary in the Philippines. Uh, just such a devoted woman and her husband, Matt. Does he go by Matthew or Matt? Uh, Matt. Depends on the day. So, uh, they help kids... They're, they run an orphanage, right? They run right. a mission. They, uh, they It used to be an orphanage, but for legal reasons, they had to turn into a mission. And, and what they basically do now, instead of housing all the, 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 the children who are destitute, they more or less uh, do outreach to the families, making sure that um, they're able to provide meals for their kids. And um, more recently, she's gotten into helping them start small businesses, believe it or not, app, like an apple cart. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, some of them have started raising pigs, but, you know, this is, you have to remember in the Philippines, unlike in America, it's, there's no middle class in the Philippines. You have the ultra rich and then you have the ultra poor. So she's helping the destitute start small businesses, which is why she reached out to you. You know, she's, she is like, Hey, how do I, how do I start something for myself? Meaning for her. 
And uh, their website, what is it? Street, it's Street Kids, Kids PM. PM. You can look them up com. on Facebook. Street Kids PM. So great, great ministry. And so we were helping Ernesto's mom, but then Ernesto brought up a question about the gig economy. A lot of you are not, they're, they're supposedly passing something which is gonna make gig jobs even worse. I, I read Did that Did you hear yesterday. about this, Bill? Yeah, can you explain that to people? Okay. It, the, the gist of it? So I'm a small business owner. I wanna hire a gig worker. Many gig workers will have five to seven to 10 bosses at one, at one, at one time paying them. 1,000 a month, uh, 1,500 a month, 3,000 a month, 5,000 a month. They, they're, they're, they're entrepreneurs, really, the people in the gig economy, and they are paid with a 1099. The government recently passed, in the House, by the way, has not passed the Senate, so we need to call the senators in New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, wherever you're from, wherever you are from, and say, vote this bill down. Here's why. In an era, all these people are already struggling. I mean, because they didn't get PPP often. Uh, they were eligible for it, they didn't know because they're small business owners. Generally, um, you know, they, they could be doing anything. Uh, a lot of small businesses will hire gig economy workers, anywhere from Uber. See, the idea really uh, that made it politically politically feasible was Uber basically abuses their workers. See, this is what's crazy too. These Silicon Valley people, they build these companies that have no revenue. Then the, the president or, or vice presidents of the company, they make, you know, they make millions off their stock. And then uh, politicians say, well, uh, you're hurting your workers. You're not allowing them to unionize like Amazon. It's really a dig at, let's say, Amazon or Uber or Lyft. But now the bill will affect everyone. Even in our business, financial planning, um, there was not a carve out. So if I have somebody that is a 1099, they're talking about mandating that to be W-2 worker. What that means then is we're going to pay the 1099 worker less. Absolutely. Because that's economics, because then I'm going to have to pay a portion of their social security. And then they're going to be less free, which is really what it's all about. They can't tell the boss. So basically, it's trying to force people like you, Ernesto, and all over independent financial advisors to become employees again. Serfs instead of small business owners. It's really sick this bill um so just because uber abuses their cab drivers i mean if they really wanted to pass the bill just for uber they could say well if you're an uber driver you have to uh have uber pay your bill instead they're making it mandatory to everybody in every industry and most small businesses choose 1099 gig workers for the cost benefit of not having to pay into social security but also for the idea of uh, you can fire them at any time. You know, if, if you have a bad month. And so now these gig workers are going to be worse off because people are going to say, you know what? I'm going to hire somebody full-time to work for me at a time when we need gig work. Um, and I know many people who rely on gig work to survive. 
So this is like, again, a middle class attack. Uh, it's so really crazy. Imagine that. So I would have 10 part time jobs. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, 10 part time jobs, but no, then you're going to get lucky. a 30% pay cut. Because somebody go, you know what? I'm just going to hire somebody, pay them X to do what you do because there's no benefit of hiring a gig worker anymore. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. Yeah. Because as a small business owner, when you hire a 1099, they're not an employee. They're, they're hired for a specific contractual effort. It's really, uh, so we need to call our, our, in New yeah, Jersey, you, at least. We you need, need to, to call Senator Menendez, Senator, Spartacus? uh, Spartacus, I forget his actual yeah, name. Uh, what, yeah, uh, Cory Booker. Cory Booker, right. I watched his video. <clears throat> Ever see his rise? He had this video. It was very good when he was against Sharp James. Um, but yeah, you got to call Cory Booker. You have to call Senator Booker, Senator Menendez, Senator Schumer. Um, ask for a carve-out for gig workers, financial professionals. Really, just, just attack Amazon and Uber. If that's all you want to do, <laughs> uh, it, it's quite crazy. I'm not attacking Amazon. I think they do a, a lot of good and bad in the world, but uh, in the sense that they've made products cheaper for everybody and they've made consumer uh, goods very inexpensive. And they're, they forced every company to up their game on how they service their customers. So it's like Walmart. Everybody demonized Walmart, but where do people who struggle shop? They shop at Walmart because the prices are cheaper. So um, Jack has a question on life insurance. Go ahead, Jack. Hello? Hi, Jack. You're on with Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Yeah, how you doing, Josh? I have a question about life insurance. Sure. I have a flexible premium adjustable variable life insurance policy. What do you think about that? Uh, that's a great question. And I will be back with the exciting okay. conclusion after the break. What do I think about a flexible adjustable variable universal life insurance policy? When we return, I'll give you some tips. If you have a flexible premium variable adjustable life insurance policy, and really what to look out for when you're buying a life insurance policy or if you have one and want to know, did I, did I do the right thing? Did I not? When we return, this is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Don't touch that dial. Hey, meet you out on the first tee? Yeah, I'll be right there. Just reading this article. On what? New bill Congress passed. Looks like it's going to affect the value of all retirement savings plans. My financial guy didn't tell me about this when I saw him the other day. Well, my guy did, and we made a plan. You may have heard of him, Josh Jelinski. Josh Jelinski is your guy? Listen, if you're 10 years or less from retirement... Which I am. Josh will give you a free economic plan, which includes retirement planning, a 27-point checklist to make sure your income lasts as long as you live. He'll even help you navigate the current tax code. I'm definitely going to call Josh. Cool, but first, can we play some golf? Call Josh Jelinski, host of the popular Financial Quarterback Radio Program, for your free economic plan. 
888-988-JOSH. 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 Are you worried about the recent coronavirus crisis and how it may have affected your money? Hi, everybody. I'm Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, inviting you to join me for my complimentary six ways to keep calm during Turbulent Markets webinar. If you schedule and keep your no-obligation webinar today at 888-988-JOSH, it's a great thing to do if you're stuck at home under stay-at-home orders. Call us right now, 888-988-JOSH. If you're bored, there's never been a better time to get a second opinion on your wealth than right now. 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-5674. And go to my website, retirementrealitycheck.com today and take your free investment profile quiz. And when you buy my book, you're eligible for three free gifts. 888-988-JOSH. Call Josh Jelinski, host of the popular Financial Quarterback Radio Program, 888-988-JOSH. So, as Herman Cain had the 999 plan, Ernesto is saying, I need the 10, 10, 10 plans. 10% tithing. 10% tithing, 10% giving to yourself. 10 like per- cash, you mean? Like savings? Yeah. And, and 10%. So, the 10, 10, 10. We'll figure out what that 10, yeah. 10 is. <laughs> the first 10% is you give to the Lord. The next 10% is you pay yourself. The third 10% is you protect yourself. Okay. So for long-term, so you have 10% give, 10% short-term needs, 10% long-term needs. You like that? The 10, 10, 10? I do like that, yeah. Ernesto said, I need something catchy. David wrote this. I heard when the publisher heard you read the audition tape uh, that you read six children to sleep every night. They decided to choose someone else. Is that true? (laughs) Maybe, but I don't think I'm that bad. Thankfully, I have this guy on the web, Ira. I think he knows who he is. He, he was very annoyed on his review of Amazon. I thought I'd listen to Josh's voice, but he still gave me five stars. So thank you uh, for that. Because I did not pick that guy. Although that guy is a noted actor. So Jack, uh, what is it that you don't like about your policy? A flexible, adjustable policy is a universal life insurance plan yeah it says variable life insurance policy. so what that means is is it variable whole life or variable universal variable whole means the insurance company cannot raise the rates variable universal means the insurance company sets the rates at any time so it could be a good thing it could be a deal with the devil because the insurance company can jack the rates up on that policy. So you have to monitor that once a year to make sure those fees will not blow up the policy. Does that make sense? It doesn't mean it's a horrible thing. It just means I would call us at 888-988-JOSH, get an in-force illustration, and we'll determine whether that policy is right for you. So flexible, meaning flexible sounds good, but it could be bad. Meaning you can say, I want to pay a lot or a little every year. The premium is not set. Like in a whole life chassis, the premium is guaranteed. Never to go up, but you got to pay a premium every year. In a flexible policy, you could pay less one year, more one year. But in exchange for that flexibility, the policy is universal, which means there is a rising cost of insurance called COI that you got to be careful of. You also got to be careful of the variable portion 
Because if the market goes down, you could lose money and the insurance company could raise the rates. So generally, I'm not a massive fan of variable universal, but you don't want to cancel it without getting a full-on review to make sure it's right for you. So you can call us at 888-988-JOSH for that life insurance review. Any other questions? Yeah, I have. It is a cash policy. There's a cash part of this, uh, which it, it invests. It's a cash in, and it invests in stocks or uh, uh, tips, right? Part of the part of the premium goes to that. Yes. Yeah. And and uh, if if I die, that that part goes to the life insurance policy. Goes to the life insurance company. Uh, I don't know about that. Sometimes you could have a policy with a rising death benefit. Sometimes a flat. Death uh, I benefit. don't. I don't think this is a rising death benefit. This 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 money looks like to me it's a hedge for the insurance company. Well, the benefit of a static policy is that the cost of insurance doesn't increase every year, and you might be uninsurable now. Um, yeah, of course, the insurance company is not doing this out of charity. But, you know, th there's an old wives tale spread by some people that, oh, the death benefit, you know, the cash value isn't yours. It goes to the company when you die. And that's not necessarily true because you could have a rising death benefit. You could call the company and say, I want to have a rising death benefit. The problem with the rising death benefit on a universal life, though, is there's an increasing cost that you may or may not want to pay. So my hunch is that's why it's a flat death benefit. Any other questions on that? And, uh, I, I was wondering, uh, what could I do with that money that's accumulating in this variable life insurance policy other than tell them to raise the amount of, for me to be insured by? I mean, is there anything I can, is there any benefit to me? Well, there may be. We have to call and get an enforced illustration and see, well, what is the rate of return after costs? Let's say it's 4%. Well, 4% is better than zero to one at the bank. And it protects your loved ones if you die. So it may be good, may not be. I would call the company, request an in-force policy illustration showing best, medium, and worst case scenarios. And you can bring that to us at 888-988-JOSH and schedule a free review over your universal life. We do a lot of universal life calls. People who are unhappy with the universal life for whatever reason, call us now, 888-988-JOSH. We'll be back after these messages. It's always on your mind. Retirement, whether you're 55 or 35. Not everyone wants to work forever, and most would like a comfortable retirement. You may already have a plan, but is it the right one? Josh Jelinski, host of the popular Financial Quarterback radio program, is ready to guide you towards financial freedom. He challenges the ways your parents and grandparents saved money with fresh strategies, which are exactly what you need to navigate today's volatile economic climate. Josh's new book, Retirement Reality Check, is available to order on Amazon. It's an easy read that guides you through his system for securing your financial freedom, including tax-saving strategies, understanding the right investment mix, and more. Order now. Retirement Reality Check. Call Josh at 888-988-JOSH. Let Josh help you map out your retirement using fresh strategies. Call 888-988-5674. That's 888-988-5674. We're back. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, inviting you to go to retirementrealitycheck.com. Also, check out our 
Instagram. What's our Instagram? The Financial QB at Instagram. Are we sure about that? Well, let me check. My Instagram is The Financial Quarterback. My Twitter is Your Financial QB. And our Facebook, uh, I think it's fb.com slash financial, slash financial quarterback. Next up, we have Kevin. And folks, call me right now. If you want to meet with us, ask me any financial question you have for free. Call us, 888-988-JOSH. Go ahead, Kevin. Hey, Josh. Um, so I currently live in a house that's in an irrevocable trust in New York State. Uh, I'm the beneficiary of that trust. And we're looking to relocate down south, so we're going to be selling the house. Uh, I was just wondering what the tax implications are of that. Is it capital, uh, capital gains on the whole value of the house? I was told that it might just be uh, affected by capital gains, uh, the growth, the value growth since it was put in the trust to now. So I was just wondering... Uh, you could help clear that up. So just clarify that question again for me. So you're a trustee. You're selling a house. Is it in your name or in someone else's? My father put it in the trust with me as the beneficiary. And then he passed? No, he's still alive. He's still alive. Correct. And the house, and you would do a 1031 exchange? You can do well, that unless sure. they get rid of it. That's the other thing of why people need to be. That's another thing they're talking about getting rid of the 1031 exchange. So you may want to act quickly on that 1031 exchange uh, because they're saying it's a, it's a tax loophole. But again, that props up the real estate market because real estate and see, if you didn't have wealthy real estate investors, whenever you would have a crash, it would just wipe everybody out because people who had cash would say, I'm not paying that. I'm not paying that. And it would just plummet. So wealthy real estate investors actually create a bottom often. That's what happened in 08. You know, people, wealthy real estate investors bought a bunch and that's kind of created a, a bottom. So a 1031 exchange you have to find a like kind property and exchange one for the other. And you could defer, not avoid the capital gains, but defer it. Any other questions on that? That's it. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, but it's definitely something you want to look into. The other thing you may want to look into is why is it in a trust? If your father's older and he were to pass, you would get that money with a step up in capital gains. So sometimes people put money into trusts, when in actuality, it might be best for that money to be have been left in his name. So now I am not an attorney, don't claim to be an attorney, but it's one of the beautiful things of having the financial quarterback on your side. So call us at 888-988-JOSH. We will work with your accountants, with your attorneys, with your financial advisors, with your insurance plans. When were the last time the accountant, the insurance person, the advisors all met around the table to see what was best for you and not them. We have a process, the financial quarterback process, which will be yours free when you schedule and keep your no obligation review. Call us 888-988-JOSH. We've just three spots left this week to get on my calendar. 888-988-JOSH. 888-988-JOSH. And if you call us within the next three minutes and buy the social security book, you'll get it. You don't have to buy it. 
You get it free when you schedule and keep your obligation review. Or head over to retirementrealitycheck.com and get the get my book. And if you buy my book, you get three free gifts. Get a free bonus with your purchase. 888-988-JOSH. 888-988-JOSH. 